Okay. Here we are. Here we are. Episode 21. So, <laughs> so this is Brown Burndown. Brown Burndown. The Brown Burndown. The Brown Episode 21. Episode 21. So yeah. we're back. Um, I feel like every time we come back, the world is just a little bit worse. Like Yeah. And <laughs> has been the that has been the one constant through our 21 episodes is that the world is gradually devolving. And I feel like this between this episode and our last, the world feels like it's devolved Faster. in a significant yes way rapid decline I mean I guess some of our episodes are really fun and like silly and gossipy and jokey but we didn't feel like that would be appropriate uh right now um so if you're looking for laughs maybe look at one of our older episodes might I direct you to our first episode about Priyanka and Nick maybe our Avengers one was funny Oh, yeah, the Avengers one was pretty fun. Um, yeah, but this episode will not be funny. No. It's really nothing feels funny right now. Not particularly, no. However small this platform is, we would not, we would be remiss if we didn't take an opportunity to talk about what's happening in the news right now and how we're feeling about it um, and kind of how South Asians in particular have been complicit in sort of what's been happening in our country. So we want to call that out. We want to have a conversation about it. And um, we really want your thoughts. I think more than ever, we are completely uh, not experts here by any stretch of the word. And um, and I think we probably should say that our intent is to not speak for the Black community, but rather to highlight some of the history and struggles that have happened in the United States with the Black community and how, as South Asians, we can be better allies and um, understand what our role really was in not addressing those issues. So I think it would be a good time to start this episode by taking a moment of silence for the victims from the past few weeks and months of police brutality and racism, to name a few, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery, as well as countless others. So if you join us, we'd like to take a moment of silence right now. So that was about 30 seconds of silence, and we know that that's by no means enough. Um, So what we would ask for you all is that, if possible, you can take moments throughout your day and week and hopefully years to be conscious of this incredible unfairness that exists in our country and in our society, as we are going to try to do more as well. 
So, like we mentioned, it's not going to be the most fun podcast we've ever done. We know that social media right now is incredibly triggering for Black Americans especially, but in some ways for all of us, especially those of us who maybe are coming to terms with the fact that there's incredible injustice in this country and and maybe haven't had the opportunity or taken the opportunity to think about it. We are going to try and stick to our lane and talk specifically about uh, South Asians and anti-Blackness in South Asian communities in India and in the U.S. as well. Hopefully uh, that is a different perspective than what you're talking about typically or um, hopefully something that that, that doesn't um, trigger you in the way some of the videos that we've been seeing over the past few weeks have been. But to open that up, we want to kind of just start with something a little bit lighter because if you're like us, it's it's been it's been really tough. Um, it's been a tough couple of weeks, and so, <laughs> Rabs, do you want to read the tweet that you've selected for our for our lightness? Yeah. So we've been trying in the past few episodes to do a tweet of the episode or an Instagram post of the episode or a subtle curry traits post from the episode. And uh, this is a tweet that I saw recently that brought me a small moment of joy. Um, It's from the user Trevor Meyer. Um, He tweeted yesterday, I lost my aunt today. She's not dead, just racist. (laughs) And um, I think that's going to set the tone for the rest of this conversation today. <laughs> and also I just to piggyback on what you were saying earlier, I think that I I think we owe our uh black listeners and also all people of color listeners um an apology for if we've evaded this topic for a long time, um if we haven't done it justice. And that's something I think that both of us want to do better in so like Tara said if you have any suggestions or comments of how we can be better in terms of representing problems better and talking about things that maybe are uncomfortable better like please let us know yeah so let's get started so I think a place that we wanted to start just high level is to acknowledge the fact that anti-blackness is not limited to the United States by any way, shape, or form. Um, The culture that we're most familiar with is South Asian culture, in particular Indian culture, and it is rampant there. And I think we can thank the usual culprit here. I'm sure it's due to other reasons as well, but our our, our good old friend colonialism uh, has certainly played a large role in this anti-blackness that is prevalent in Indian society today. The British segmented society in a way that, um, as we've talked about in previous episodes, internalized colonialism has a lot to do with sort of revering white people and white culture because that is sort of how the British taught you to think about the rungs of society. British were at the top. Mm -hmm. Indians were below, but uh, black people were very much at the bottom of the totem pole. Um, And that still, unfortunately, exists in Indian society today. and uh, I believe there was a scandal with the Amadmi Party um, way back when, where they took a very yeah. anti-African stance. Um, and there's an incredible amount of violence against Af- African immigrants. Why? It's so. I mean, racism never makes sense, but it's just so ingrained from a time when people were telling you what to do and how to feel because they literally were oppressing you. That that like, right. how can you because not see of that? The color of your yeah. skin. Because. Yes, right? Yes. It makes absolutely no sense. This is common across all of Asia. Tars and I just saw this week of the poster mm. for Star Wars being edited to 
diminish the black characters who were in it so that they're smaller uh, pictures on the poster. So, yes, this is very much, it goes without saying, common all over the world. And just one perspective there um, that we've actually been talking about a lot in school is within the entertainment industry. China has a huge force, China and India, but China particularly is a huge force in how Hollywood movies get made because that's where a lot of box office revenue comes from. And they are pressured against making movies that feature black people because they do not perform well in China. And also movies with female leads. So that's just... Another uh, important aspect that the U.S. doesn't drive culture completely, Asia has an important role to play as well, and so systemic racism needs to be fixed everywhere. Then maybe moving on from the South Asian community as a whole and focusing in on the South Asian community in the United States, uh, if, <laughs> I don't think any Indian American or South Asian American would would admit to never having heard a racist comment towards the black community in the United States. It is rampant here, and there's some pretty uh, prominent examples of that. The most recent one that comes to mind is the anti-affirmative action Mm -hmm. cases. It's a very sharp parallel, I would say, in how Asians became a quote-unquote model minority in the United States, The thesis is when white people decide that it's okay to be a certain race, it becomes okay to be a certain race. And oftentimes it's being used for their own advantage. So Asians very much became a quote-unquote model minority when it was convenient because it was at the expense of black people. And white people could point to this group and say, oh, look, they worked hard and are doing well. Like, they're good minorities. Black people are bad minorities. Even though by accepting Asians into the fold of society and ending many discriminatory practices against them, you are like, by default, giving them a leg up and making it easier for them to assimilate and do well. Like, it, it, right. it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. And then, yes, going back to your point, essentially then it uses Asians and the success of Asians as kind of the stepping stool for white people to mm-hmm. stand on, right? And so it doesn't benefit, in the end, Asians very much either because, really, you're just boosting up white success in society. Um, exactly. For some reason, though, I, uh, a lot of the people who came here in the pursuit of this new American success from South Asia have not been enlightened to that. <laughs> and there was rampant talk amongst the South Asian community of how it was unjust and unfair that their children were so smart and had to work so hard to get into colleges when underrepresented minorities could just walk in. And... <sighs> Um, I mean, it's really upsetting to hear, but I think it's important to talk about also because I think one of the biggest things that we can do as South Asian allies is reject this Mm -hmm. model minority myth. Realize that the model minority only benefits white people. It does not benefit us. It does not benefit any minority in the United States. No. I mean, it's crazy. Like, it's also, I think as we spoke about in previous episode, it's two separate issues. One, there should not be quotas for Asian people that are below the population representation in the United States. That doesn't make sense. That's, that's just unfair. Separate issue. The other issue right. is that white people are mad that minorities are growing in population and thus will outpace white representation at some point, and that minorities should have a seat at Yale and Harvard as well. They are pitting minorities against each other and telling Asians that they should be angry that... Uh, that black students are, are getting into college at their expense. Ah, 
It's just horrible. And I think that we as Asians cannot buy into that. We can't buy into it. We also, in regards to pitting minorities against each other, I think maybe a lot of the anti-blackness that is rampant in the South Asian community comes to comparing South Asian success with black Mm. success and recognizing that as a South Asian in the United States, I'm very proud of my success. I worked really hard for it. Like, yeah, cool. You worked really hard for it. But you cannot Mm. judge other people for not having success and then attribute it to not working hard for it when society never allowed them to even have the opportunity to work hard for it. We are hiding behind this model minority myth and this like Asian Asian privilege that allows us to live in white neighborhoods without anyone looking twice, that allows us to go to white schools without anyone looking twice, that allows us to get to a level of success in America. Yes, there's a bamboo ceiling. For the most part, we are able to achieve that level of success in society when that is mostly still to this day cordoned off to black people. Oftentimes, I think we do sometimes hide between the banner of POC and because there is some systemic racism against like any non-whites, that is true, but that's not enough to prevent us from speaking out and recognizing that even given that, we are privileged far above others, other groups in the United States. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I. So we, this podcast, we started this podcast talking about Priyanka Chopra in <laughs> December of 2018. And guess what? We're still talking about Priyanka Chopra because I think, and I, I think we've done a good job holding her accountable for the BS that she spits out of her social media. But um, this week was a new level of egregious pandering for the sake of like capitalizing on remaining relevant and seeming woke so So seeming woke has not been her concern of like past so this is a new angle for her all of a sudden it is and so if you're on social media i'm sure over the past week you've noticed the like general some of it's useful, some of it is informative, some of it is educational, but a lot of it is just noise. There is a lot of condemnation of what's going on in the United States from the South Asian community globally and in the United States. And Priyanka Chopra uh, surprised us all by breaking her silence and uh, condemning what what is happening, specifically police brutality and racism, which is great. We need more South Asian allies with large platforms like her speaking up. Um, But it shouldn't end there. And in the midst of her speaking up, uh, a lot of her followers slash people all over the world, including some of her colleagues, have called her out and other uh, South Asian celebrities out for their hypocrisy. We did talk, like you said, we talked about... um her stance on the Modi government and um, kind of her Jai Hind uh, mentality, which is very pro-India and insinuations of pro-Hindu over Muslim minorities who are experiencing persecution in India. Um, And we talked a lot about this. Like, she had a supporter who kind of called her out on it, and she was incredibly condescending in her response and was like, I'm a nationalist. Like, I'm a a patriotic. I'm a patriot. I'm a patriot. Yeah. Something (laughs) BSE. Yeah, Modi was at her wedding. The attack in Kashmir happened. She tweeted Jay Hind with, like, little... Air Force 
and oh plain emojis. Oh my god. Um, That's basically like her tweeting now like Blue Lives Matter. Oh, essentially, yeah. We Okay, so I, th- I feel like it's hard to talk about this without for a second just saying that we're going to talk about the issues that are have been plaguing India mm-hmm. also, not to detract from the Black Lives Matter movement, but the current events in India and re- over recent months at least have very much pointed to the fact that migrant lives, immigrant lives are not as important. Lower caste as, lives. Like, the Hindu majority. Yes, exactly. Lower caste lives are not as important as the Hindu majority in India. Honestly, like this movement has been a reckoning for almost many, many countries around the world. India less so. I think it should have been a greater reckoning. But the current Black Lives Matter movement is like, it's taken the UK by storm for sure, where I've seen a lot of um, chatter there about how colonialism isn't taught in the UK. That's just sort of skirted over as like a moment of like uh, a jewel empire, Victoria, whatever. And then it's just sort of like, la la, and now they're independent. Um, So they're grappling with that. And also their history of racism in other ways on top of subjecting, like, every (laughs) country ever. Um, So I think this really is just, like, a global reckoning with how other humans are treated within our society. Um, And part of that is India. Right, exactly. And so we were forwarded an article by special listener Mm -hmm. Kay. Essentially, she looked at the current events or the events happening in India and kind of lined up what Priyanka Chopra was doing while all these crazy big things were happening. And rather than speaking out about people dying and injustice and being this, like, woke advocate for change like she claimed to be this past week, she was, like, at the Golden Globes (laughs) and posting sultry selfies with, like, natural light and... (laughs) Promoting her spike seltzer. Oh my god. Someone's gotta do it, Rabs. Who is gonna promote it if not her? Dude, spike seltzer, just why? (laughs) Why is it having emotion? It begs the question, like, what is the purpose of celebrities? What is the point of having them speak up about social issues? And is the end result for them just, like, financial gain and... PR? Like, is that it? And I think this past week, if you weren't speaking up about Black Lives Mm. Matter, it would have been a a PR suicide, essentially. It would be okay if I just, like, read this part of the article that special listener Kay sent to us. She calls into question, like, what the purpose of celebrities is, even. She says that argument is inherently flawed because it's not people but celebrities who position themselves as role models. Um, She says, they don't shy away from having an opinion on anything that can be capitalized. They've permeated into the most trivial and the most intimate parts of our lives, and they have exploited all apparent and deep-seated insecurities to accumulate wealth and fame for themselves. And so I think that's really important in thinking of all the social media posts that you may have seen this week from a lot of South Asian celebrities and trying to put that into context of whether people actually care about these issues or if they're just making noise to remain relevant and ultimately financial gain. Yeah, and I think we've seen that not only with celebrities, but it's even more egregious with brands. Like when you have the Washington Redskins saying like Black Lives Matter and you're like, you literally, your name is the Washington Redskins. Like, are you kidding me? That you... The NFL, same freaking story, who tried to shut down Black Lives Matter single-handedly. 
no, we see right through what you're doing. And especially holding South Asian celebrities accountable is something that we can actually do pretty easily. Um, this author who wrote this article, her name is Jamini Bhavna. Priyanka is not the only South Asian celebrity who has talked about this in the last week. One of her colleagues, Abe Dale, I don't know if you saw his post. Yeah, he posted a picture that said just like, hashtag migrant lives matter, hashtag immigrant lives Ooh. matter. And he called her out pretty, almost, as like almost as explicitly as he could have without saying her name. He, I feel like he was one of the first people with a large platform to call out his colleagues. And I wonder if that is going to bring about more celebrities saying that, hey, like, maybe what the BJP is doing is not great, and, like, maybe I shouldn't be so chummy with Modi anymore, and that could be a nice consequence of people calling Priyanka Chopra out right It's now. kind of, like, the only way that brown celebrities would ever be peer pressured into changing the way that they act is by, like, Western culture forcing them right. to. Yeah. That's the only thing that exactly. matters more to them. Yes. Is like exactly. being accepted and when we, in Western when we culture. Talk about, yeah, exactly. And we're going to talk about like skin whitening treatment creams that you can get in India in a little bit. But a lot of the celebrities who've stepped away from endorsing those products only did so when they did like got interviews in like Vogue mm-hmm. magazine. So it's like the West hold these people accountable. Tying in brown celebrities with uh, anti-blackness and racism in the South Asian culture, we can talk about the about whiteness being a virtue among South Asians. And I think Tars mentioned it earlier in terms of anti-blackness during the colonial era in India and how that seeped into anti-blackness today under british colonial rule the lighter that your skin was the better jobs you were offered the more status you were offered they essentially birthed this whole culture of wanting white skin and being fair having a fair complexion is is a virtue in indian culture it makes you beautiful if you read any like math this is my favorite thing to do when i go to (laughs) mumbai i read the like the the classifieds in the Times of India or the Bombay Times, and they will always include the girl's complexion or the boy's complexion in a matrimonial ad. And it's it's so ingrained. And the products that you can purchase at an Indian pharmacy or drugstore to lighten your skin are they're very successful products. People buy them. They want skin lightening treatments people bleach their skin essentially and it's like so normal i've used them like it's like so normal yes exactly i bought a face mask that like like promised to brighten my skin yeah which is a synonym whiten i mean it's just really sad and you can see the trails of that even in like south india is historically ethnically speaking darker skin than north india just because of like evolution like that's like where typically people are fine with darker skins but you see that prominent families tend to be lighter skinned and even if you look at the um you know like the the film stars that come out of south asia ashraya rai is south asian she is fair with light eyes like those that that is very much in play today as well the the brand fair and lovely those skin whitening treatments 
they are very successful. They have hired tons of Bollywood celebrities to be your spokespeople. Um, many of whom, surprise, surprise, spoke out against racism mm. this past week. I'll just name them. Name them. Do it. <laughs> okay, we got Priyanka Chopra to start. Got Sonam Kapoor, Shah Rukh Khan, Deepika Padukone, which I was very I know, that's sad. Um, yeah, Siddharth Malhotra, Katrina Kaif, which, like, girl. You're literally white. white. <laughs> um, also, heard the ad that she was in had, like, a testimonial on it. And From her? She's straight up like, I love my white skin. Yeah. But she is um, white. She's British. But she's white. And the Priyanka Chopra in 2017, she, she apologized for being part of these endorsements. And, but it was really only because... They asked her about it in a Vogue interview, and she spoke about doing it in that, and she realized that that backfired. So, that's just, like, generally not great. 2017 um, was also three years ago. Like, And her apology included that she was young, and, like, just, like, the way things were at the time, and... Sorry, she was 30 when she did it. Oh. That was the last time she did an ad. Is, that's... Your brain is fully formed. Not I'm not about to go and, do a yes. fair and lovely ad today. No. Yes. Exactly. Hasan Minaj did uh, a segment this week about the Black Lives Matter movement mm, and how it. South Asians have... Yes, watch it. It was fabulous. Um, so powerful. But he mentioned uh, something that I thought was really important, and it's probably a word that if you grew up in a South Asian home, you've probably heard, which is like Kalu or uh, Kala. All words that mean black. And using them to describe people. In a negative way. Yeah. I mean, part of it is just, like, this desire to be white-looking, and part of it is an anti-black fear. Like, it's just these two terrible things that the British have brought, but Indians have perpetuated. And it's, like, our right. job as South Asians to recognize that and stop it, you know? And it's... it's right. So much of it is internalized, and so much of it is, like training yourself to stop thinking a certain way but some of that comes from the power of the media and celebrities there should be dark-skinned celebrities in hollywood we've talked about mindy kaling and how she's a darker-skinned celebrity but in many of the pictures that she posts the lighting looks as though like is tweaked so that she looks i think fairer than she actually is and i'm sure part of that is her own internalized uh feelings about darker skin tones and then I mean, you see that there was a lot of backlash with Never Have I Ever for casting a main character who was like, relatively light-skinned, and I think that some of that is unfair because Never Have I Ever can't be everything for everyone, but it is a conversation. You don't see any dark-skinned celebrities. Even the South Asian people who are in Hollywood, for the most part, are all fair, are all light-skinned. Um, and that does not represent what India looks like. If anyone has actually been to India, you can see that people are a range of shades of brown. Um, so I think... Now would be a good time to kind of pivot to what we can do better. Um, and I think, I mean, Tars and I love to talk, <laughs> but I think something that we can do is talk to people about anti-blackness in our community. And it can start as simple as things, a conversation with your mom, a conversation with your grandma, and um, to kind of frame how to do that. I think it would be... I think I've learned a lot over the last week, and I think some of the history that I learned also I think would be nice to share. I feel like a lot of people have probably heard this already, so we don't have to get too much into it. But essentially, you're right as a South Asian to live 
in this country is because of the civil rights movement. And I think that point cannot be emphasized enough, where if you ever hear a word of racism against black individuals from the South Asian community, you have every right to just say, check yourself. Like, you literally do, would not be living here if it weren't for black people who supported you and your right to come here. So this all stems from the civil rights movement in 1965. Um, prior to 1965, immigration in the United States was based completely on a quota system, which essentially prohibited immigrants from Asia even coming to the United States. They were allowed to come, but they came in very few numbers and they were not allowed to get citizenship. Um, with the civil rights movement and the passing of the Hart Seller Act, um, otherwise known as the Immigration and Nationality Act, um, the goal of that was to reunite immigrant families that were split up and also allow immigrants in skilled labor to come to the United States. And so this opened the door from, for a lot of Asian countries for people to come here. And I think, I, I don't know the number, but I think most Indians who live in the United States are here after 1965 and it's because of this act so I think that's a good that's good context to have when anyone questions black lives matter because they matter very very much person on a personal level because we would not be here with the freedoms that we have right now if it weren't for them yeah I really loved how Hasan Minaj said like <laughs> Martin Luther King cc'd us on that email to get us in the door <laughs> It's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we got the big CC. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I don't know, it's having difficult conversations is always tough. And I think it's okay to, to think that you may not get it right and that you may mess it up and that you may ruin some of your relationships because of this. You may make them more tense, but it's worth it. And I think every conversation is going to be part of making bigger change. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that at least a lot of our friends have been talking about how difficult it is to have some of these conversations with their conservative family members who have very much bought into this, as, you know, society has taught us to, this idea of the model minority um, where Asians have worked hard for success and, and other minorities have not worked hard and thus have not achieved success, which one completely right. ignores the legacy of slavery and redlining in many communities around, uh, around the country, as well as internalized racism that prevents, as we talked about, don't need to rehash it. Um, but we wanted to talk about some ways that perhaps might be helpful starting points in having these conversations. A friend of the pod uh, told us about Letters for Black Lives, which is, um, I think it's just lettersforblacklives.com. And this is literally a letters template that you can use. There's a specific one for uh, South Asians. And um, there are versions of this letter that are written in Hindi and written in Urdu and written in different languages. So you can have conversations with family members who might not even speak English primarily. But it's a really good template that just like basically appeals to human empathy and talks about how dangerous it is to be black in America um, and how the police have really not faced any consequences for ending black lives and sort of paints it from the perspective of a South Asian 
uh, in that, like, you can understand stereotyping, it happens to us at the airport, etc., um, as a lens for having this conversation. So that's a really great starting point. Um, and if anyone has any other resources that they think are, are useful for having these kind of conversations with loved ones, please do let us know. You may be surprised. I think it, pushing ourselves to be uncomfortable is a very important change that needs to happen. So I think the last thing is like what direct action you can take other than sort of talking to your family members. And we wanted to just say that um, people are showing solidarity in different ways. And if you have reasons that you don't feel comfortable protesting, health reasons, concerns about the pandemic that's literally still happening, LOL, remember that. Um, It's not over yet. (laughs) Uh, so, or other reasons that, that you, you don't feel comfortable protesting. There are so many other ways that you can actually be a part of this movement. And so the simplest is probably donations. Um, and I'm sure you've all seen on Twitter and there's really good threads that we can link to, um, about, uh, how you can donate to bail funds. How you can donate to some of the most prominent nonprofits that are doing really good work, like the ACLU, NAACP, Act Blue, if you're interested in kind of the political angle of voting Trump out. Um, oh, you want to talk about this one, Rabs? Oh, yeah. There's also a great organization. It's a Minneapolis-based organization, but they're providing support to uh, people all across the nation called Communities Against Police Brutality, and they specifically provide support to survivors of police brutality and families of the victims. Um, There's also the Equal Justice Initiative, which is Brian Stevenson's nonprofit that's working to unmask incarceration um, and is... Um, providing legal representation to people who have been wrongly accused of crimes and or who don't have the money to have um, effective representation. So that's an incredible organization. Just Mercy about um, Brian Stevenson is free to watch right now, which is cool. Cool. So I did not know that. That is exciting. Um, and of course, if you cannot donate right now, um, there are tons of other ways to to help. And I think it starts with Signing petitions, which is literally the easiest thing <laughs> to possibly do. It takes seconds. Um, making calls and writing to our leaders is also equally important. And Tars and I will link a great document of templates and contact information. We will be posting this along with a couple of other resources that we talked about in this, re- in this episode um, on the episode description and as well as on our SoundCloud account. And I guess the last plea is like, For the most part on this podcast, we're just talking about our feelings and, you know, talking about celebrities. And this is a a real issue that our feelings are not enough to um, fully, I think, get to the heart of what's what's been happening in this country for hundreds of years and what's been happening around the world. Um, So we're really just tip of the iceberg here. And we would really love um, for you to please call us out if we've said anything that you don't think is true or you find is um, not an accurate statement, and we would we would really appreciate that feedback. And if you have any resources for us, um, we are always looking to um, be better people. Yeah, and this conversation does not end here. Um, we want to keep this going, and please, 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 please reach out in any way. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Do we have, like, a fun hot take we could do to close out on? Oh, okay, I have one. All right, so purely unrelated. 
my hot take is that hair products are not designed for South Asian hair, and that really bothers me. Have we talked about this before? I don't know if that's true. No, but we always talk about how we should talk about it. I agree. Okay, continue. Yeah, so then generally, like, hair products are designed for white hair, and so for the most part, they don't work on anything else, and that includes color, like if you have really deep black hair, or texture, if you have anything that's not, like, thinner and straighter. Silky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most hair products aren't going to work on you. I think I've spent, like, hundreds of dollars on trying hair products, like, even just normal shampoo and conditioner that just does not work for my hair type. And my most recent gripe is because I've been trying to dye my hair, as I've detailed on this podcast, for many moons, and I went all the way up to the one below Ash Blonde, and... Oh my god, seriously? There's nothing to see. Like, you can't see anything. It's the exact same color. Like, it's just, like... Hair dye is not designed for, like, darker hair in mind, apparently. Box dye. Apparently I need to go spend, like, $700 and get it balayaged at a salon, which obviously I'm not going to do. But anyway, I was mad because also I've been seeing a lot of YouTube videos of, like, um, people who are dyeing their own hair. And I was like, oh, I can do that. That's so easy. But the caveat is they are all white. So it doesn't work for everyone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is so upsetting. (sighs) But that's okay. Lesson learned. Oh, unfortunately. Good hot take turn. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, so, uh, that's send it. Send us any other hot takes you guys may have. Send us any memes you see. Send us tweets. I love tweets. Oh, I'm, like, getting into tweets. Twitter now. Yeah. Shout out tweets to listener good. Kelly, who I don't actually know if she listens, but she got me into Twitter, like, a year ago, and my life has changed. I mean, can we just end this episode by saying Trump should resign? Yeah, I think that's a really fair thing to say. Cool. Mic drop. (laughs) Well, we're here for you. Anyone wants to just, like, chat? I don't start residency for a couple weeks, so call me. Yeah, school ends tomorrow, so we here. Um, We here. Follow us on Instagram. Message us on Instagram if you have thoughts. Um, Follow us on Twitter. Not much going on there, but, you know, you can still follow us. Yeah, I think that's it. Send us emails, thebrownburndown at gmail.com. We love your emails. Haven't gotten one in a while, but we love them.